Today on the Fresh Approach podcast, we're going to be talking about that missing important piece, that essential element that so many weight loss surgery patients, I mean, practically every weight loss surgery patient I've ever talked to leaves out of their success plan. And if you don't have this, it doesn't matter how great your nutrition plan, your exercise plan, your willpower is, you're not going to make it. You just aren't. It's the truth. So let's get started. You are listening to the Fresh Approach Weight Loss Surgery Podcast with me, your coach, Mary Clark, 17-year bariatric surgery educator and advocate, and for the last seven years, a weight loss surgery patient. Here, we focus on the bariatric surgery guidelines in a fresh way, creating successful and peaceful weight loss surgery journeys. Stop trying to fit your life into weight loss surgery. It's the other way around. Weight loss surgery is a part of your life. So whether you're just getting ready for surgery or had it six months or six years ago, it's never too early or too late to live your healthiest and happiest life with weight loss surgery. Hey, and welcome back to the Fresh Approach podcast. I hope you are having a great 2019 if you're listening to this in real time. And, you know, we see memes, right? Memes are the the thing, right? And... I know that we look at them a lot for inspiration, motivation, how to keep ourselves going. And I think that's fantastic. And a lot of them keep me going or they inspire me or they they make me laugh, right? And there are also those memes that at first glance, you perceive as uh, being motivational or giving you that extra drive to keep going, you know, that extra push to work hard. But if you really get clear on them and really dig deep into them, and I'll tell you why we're talking about memes, um, not so much. So I'm going to tell you, you know, I took a screenshot of this meme that um, was posted in a weight loss surgery Facebook group, Um, not mine, another one that I'm in. And I actually know the person who posted this, and I'm just going to read to you what the meme says, and then my immediate notes that I put under them, that because I wanted to talk with you all about this, and then we'll dig deeper into it, okay? So uh, the meme is actually a picture of, um, it's like the torso of a very fit woman. I mean, look at those abs. I'll post the actual meme. Did you hear me clap? Uh, I'll post the, I talk with my hands so you can't see me. I should probably video one time when I'm doing my podcast because I am talking to you as, as though you're sitting in front of me. My body is moving. My hands are up in the air. And sometimes you'll hear me do that because I'm putting my hands together. Anyway, I'll post it in the Fresh Approach Facebook group, which, by the way, if you're not in that group yet, uh, there will be a link in episode notes to join the group. There are three quick questions to answer before you can join. And uh, then we'll be inviting you into the group. But anyway, so this picture, it's the torso of this very fit woman. Um, she's got like a belly button ring, very toned abs, and it looks like she's got those wraps around her hands, you know, like boxers do. And here's what it says. I will beat her. I will train harder. I will eat leaner. No, I will eat cleaner. Well, leaner, cleaner, pretty much close to the same thing, right? I know her weaknesses. I know her strengths. I've lost to her before, but not this time. She is going down. I have the advantage because I know her well. She is the old me. So 
my first reaction is sadness and then, you know, I mean, not true horror, but, you know, like horror in that this is how this person I know and that anyone is thinking of themselves. Okay. So again, I'm going to tell you what my immediate notes were under this when I did a screenshot. No, she needs compassion, not harshness. Why did she treat herself this way? She's not lazy. What was going on at the time? And even though you're on a roll, and I put because someone just had surgery, that roll, that high slows down. And if those issues aren't dealt with, you'll be back to the old her. And then after we talk about this a little more, I'm going to share with you a blog post that I wrote. Oh my goodness. Um, I think maybe my first or second year after surgery. And we're going to talk about that because it really ties into this. So I'm going to, again, I'm going to use myself as an example. I could use clients that I have, weight loss surgery friends, but it it strikes me to share my story. And I hope you like this, this style that I'm doing. You can tell I'm not reading from something. I'm just talking to you like in free form, free thought, okay? So, you know, I had surgery in 2011. And at that point, I've told you before, I was an insulin-dependent diabetic, fibromyalgia, liver disease, rheumatoid arthritis. I always feel like I'm leaving something out. Oh, Hashimoto's. Anyway, I was, I guess, just about 100 pounds overweight. They're just about... And very, very, very unhappy in my marriage and uh, not healthy, not mentally healthy, emotionally healthy, not definitely not physically healthy. Now, I could, if you think about the meme that I just read to you, I could read this about myself. I could say, I will eat cleaner, leaner, right? Because uh, I wasn't eating good. I was doing the, you know, the pints of Ben and Jerry's at the end of the week to reward myself for my God, just getting through a week. I know her weaknesses. Well, I could say her weaknesses were that she couldn't stick with an eating plan, that she didn't have that self-determination or self-discipline to um, stick with exercise. I've lost to her before. Oh, damn that Mary before surgery in 2011. You know, how many times did I try to diet and I kept losing to that Mary, but not this time. She's going down. That Mary who had no willpower, no uh, self-discipline, she's going down. I have the advantage because I know her well. She is the old me. I think setting up this kind of relationship with the quote unquote old you, and again, I just did air quotes with my fingers, um, Ooh, my friend, not a good place to begin. If you're listening to this and you're getting ready for surgery or you had surgery recently, if this is how you want to or currently are thinking of the old you, oh, I'm not going to be that person anymore. You got to make peace with who you are now, who you were three months ago if you had surgery three months ago, if you had surgery three years ago and you're still doing this, oh, the old hurt. And I, you know, this... It, it, it keeps going. It's, it persists because we have this whole, oh, the old bad habits of the old me are coming back. We've got to make peace with who we were then and dig deeper and find out why we were choosing to take those actions, make those choices then. And if you're in the Fresh Approach Facebook group, um, I've got videos and I can post them again about, or I guess reshare them because they're in there about when I got finally clear on what led to my obesity. And again, I'm not the, 
you know, lack of willpower, self-discipline, self-control, all that person, what was going on in my life? And I would ask you to dig deep into the same, the same uh, realm, right? The same questioning, what has been, if you're, you know, newer from surgery or getting ready for surgery, or what was going on in your life at that time um, when the obesity persisted or when uh, you began to gain a lot of weight where it just became like out of control and you couldn't even manage it with like, oh, let me go on a, a little Scarsdale diet or do a little Weight Watchers or do a little Jenny Craig or something and take off this 20 pounds. You know, when it became 75, 100, 150 pounds, what had been going on? And a lot of times, yes, I do talk with people and it is, there are current things, but there is really, really old pain that has happened to them through their childhoods or um, young adult trauma. And again, all I can tell you here, because I do not have the skill set to work with that, I'm not a psychologist, I'm a coach, is that if you've done some digging deep and you know that there are unresolved issues from childhood or other trauma throughout your life, please go get help time and time again. And it's not that I don't work with people who uh, who have those situations when they come to me, but it's usually in tandem with a psychologist who is working and who is skilled to work on those kinds of traumas. Um, there's a lot of sexual abuse, a lot of emotional abuse um, as children, tragic car accidents where someone else has died. This leads to or can lead to us holding on weight, right? So if that is you, please, 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 I know you have goals for your life and you want to make this a successful weight loss surgery journey. My sweet, sweet friend, please go get that therapy. Please go get that therapy because it will always be there until you get treatment for that. Okay. So please do that. Um, in terms of what I can do, what I talk with my clients about is making peace with that person that they're almost vilifying and condemning. You know, I know her well, she's going down, she is, my God, what was that woman going through? What was that man going through? And I'm going to use myself as that example. Um, so by 2011, and some of you know this story, really troubled marriage. Uh, let's see, by 2011, my husband and I had already separated three times. Um, I had every inkling that he was probably seeing somebody else, but my self-esteem, my self-confidence was so low that I refused to believe that or look at all the obvious signs. You know, once I got healthier, I was able to look back from a healthy place and look at the actual things that had been going on. And it was very clear. And if you don't know this yet, yeah, my husband was seeing somebody else for about seven years before he told me about it in 2011. So you can look and say, oh my God, Mary, I could... no, no, it was there. It was pretty clear once I got healthier, emotionally, mentally, physically, all of those, all of those together, I was able to sit and look back and look at the signs and look at the evidence and go, wow. But if I came from a place of beating myself up about that, I'm getting a little emotional, but I have compassion for her. She was taking care of an aging mom and an aging aunt who didn't have any kids and my own kids and driving way too far to work. You've heard me say before, I drove um, uh, 90 miles each way 
to get to work. And it was a lot. And I would try to, I think, um, give myself those boosts of self-confidence. I thought I was reading good material, listening to motivational things, but but it, it wasn't there. And yeah, the weight, all of that weight that I was carrying around, that didn't help. All of the medical conditions, it was a lot of emotional, mental, and physical weight on me. And like I said, when I got healthier, um, really after I had, it was because in 2011, I had surgery and my husband and I separated for the very last time when he said, I haven't been good to you. And I learned of his long-term affair. It was a very big year for me. And I sort of broke open. You hear that, you know, you hear that, um, what's the quote from JK Rowling? She says, uh, JK Rowling, Rowling or Rowling. Anyway, you Harry Potter fans will correct me. You know, rock bottom is, you know, from where I built my foundation. And that's what happened with me. I think if I would have tried to just jump into how I was taking care of myself post-surgery, post-divorce, and condemning, oh, Miri was so weak then. She was, she had nothing, no self-confidence. I'll never be that weak again. No, I was able to look at that Mary and join hands with her and give her a big hug of of compassion because, hmm, being so honest with you, because she was struggling. She was struggling a lot. And um, I had kids, my one son, and he talks about it openly, but my one son um, had ADHD. And if you have a child with ADD or ADHD or any kind of um, challenge where you really have to work with the school, that takes a lot of energy. That was going on. Then I ended up homeschooling him. Then my daughter had a medical condition that took a month for doctors to diagnose, had to work with that. That Mary was dealing with so much. And you know what? She was doing the best she could with what she had, with the physical ability she had, the mental and emotional ability she had. But I like to post, and I think I just posted it in the Fresh Approach Facebook group yesterday, the Maya Angelou quote that says, but when you know better, you do better. And I did a lot of work on myself after, um, after in 2000, beginning in 2011, lots and lots of work, and it keeps going. I have not stopped working on myself. And I know better now. And so do I take care of myself better now? Yes, I take care of myself emotionally. I take better care of myself mentally, creatively, spiritually, physically, right? I keep taking care of myself. And so I make better choices. I take better actions. I think that also, you know, you do the best with what you can. I've heard that also in the realm of uh, sometimes parenting or the choices we made, you know, that's what I knew how to do then. And so you did the best with what you could then. But what skill set and tools do you have now? What wisdom do you have now? And that's where we are now. That's the place where you make the best choices to take care of yourself now. So the point I'm really trying to make with you is saying that this is not a complete separation of who you were before surgery. This is looking at that person and all he or she was going through at the time and doing the best you could with the information and the tools and the skill set that you had, right? 
to be in battle with the pre-sur- your pre-surgery self or what I hear sometimes too, to be in battle with the the you who regained weight at three years. See, this is why I encourage you early, early post-ops and pre-ops. Make peace and just love on her, on him, on the you before surgery. You did the best you could with what you had. And now you've got you know, a wealth of information from your bariatric surgeon and the program and you're learning so much about nutrition and fitness and all of this and healthy sleep and taking vitamins. You've got so much information now. So of course you're going to make better choices. And, and I've got to say, if you're listening to me, if you're checking in with the Fresh Approach podcast, you're in the Fresh Approach Facebook group where we talk about heart and mindset shifts and talking about that solid foundation that really bariatric surgery patients need really to be honest with you, that everybody needs, but I'm working with you. This is where we begin. If you have not made peace with your pre-surgery self, with the self who did the best he or she could with what she had, if you've not made peace, I'm telling you at, you know, between that two and three year mark, when many, a large percentage of weight loss surgery patients start to regain weight, you're going to come up with all those old feelings and thoughts and blaming it on the old you and those old oh, those old habits and those old choices and those bad habits. No, 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 no. Let's make peace. Begin where you are. You know, we can get into, and I've got other podcasts on what happens when those quote unquote bad habits, you know, um, start to sneak back in. But this is about making peace with who you, who, who you have been at every stage and loving her, and accepting, and having compassion for who you have been, who you are now, and joyful for who you're becoming with all the work you're putting into yourself. And when I say all of that, I never just mean your physical health. Because again, I say, out of the seven fundamental bariatric surgery guidelines, let's recap again, nutrition, fitness, hydration, vitamins, medical follow-up, sleep, mental health, which one is the most important, in my opinion, in my strong belief, out of my, where am I on, where am I now? I'm, in May, it'll be 18 years. Yeah, yeah. In May, it will be 18 years. No, no, 18, it'll be eight years that I've had weight loss surgery. But actually, right now, oh my goodness, I'm 18 years in weight loss surgery this month, uh, just right about January, February. So I'm at 18 years in this field. So I've worked with and talked to thousands of weight loss surgery patients over that time. Mental health is the most important because it is your foundation for doing everything else. Do you see where I'm, where I'm going with this? Even what we're talking about today, if you have harsh feelings about who you were before surgery, about that person and she made stupid choices and she didn't have enough willpower and he didn't have any self-discipline or self-control, if you're not clear on what led to that kind of treatment of yourself, then it will come back. Those practices will come back. Those thoughts will come back. When I, as I got healthier, again, I say emotionally, mentally, physically, I was able to look back and go, my gosh, Mary, how did that all happen? How did how did your health and your weight and your mental status, really, I was so depressed, get that out of control? What led to that? Why were you having those feelings? And I was in a place to be able to do that work and offer myself so much self-compassion as I did that work and got clear. And 
even now, so if I get down on myself now about something because it still happens, I know the practices. I'll tell you, I was talking with another coach this morning um, via Facebook Messenger, and she said to me, she was doing a live broadcast. I saw it, I was going through Facebook, and I saw it come up, and I decided to check in with her, and I was her one viewer, and she saw me, and I gave her little hearts, and she messaged me after, and she said, thanks for showing up, my one viewer. She said, I'm just really trying to get used to this live video, and I'm my own worst critic, and she sort of went on, and I replied back to her and just said, ah, but I know you have the skills to untie that, to untie that knot of, not K-N-O-T, that knot of um, unhelpful thoughts in your head and release that. And that's what I hope I'm teaching you by going into this. It's when we talk about bumps on the road, it's not just the, I think like in my last podcast, I was talking about, oh, there's um, road construction on the one route to work and you've got to figure out how you're going to make time for the gym. It's not just what you can see as a roadblock, you know, a physical roadblock. That one was practically a literal roadblock. But, you know, like uh, my schedule changed. I have another client. Her dog is ill, so he's been waking her up in the middle of the night so she's not getting quality sleep. And we all know what happens when you don't get quality sleep. I'm also talking about emotional and mental roadblocks because for the most part, that is what gets in our way. There is something else there. It's too easy to say it's lack of willpower, that it's lack of self-discipline or self-control. What's causing that? What's going on there? And so often what I see is if people are not beginning from a place of peace, I mean, the eventual goal is peace. Yeah, peace. Did you hear that? Your eventual goal is peace, that you wake up in the morning and you've got your plan going and you're coming at it from a place of self-compassion and joy and peace with yourself because you cannot do anything good for yourself for very long. So I'm going to give you a a little addendum to that without, or you can't do that when you're feeling bad about yourself. Now, I will say for a short time, people can beat the heck out of themselves, you know, like this meme and open, it opens up with, I will beat her. What the heck? Now, what if I was saying that about myself? I will beat her. That poor Mary who is dealing with so much, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to crap on her again. My God, that's the last thing that woman needs me from pre-surgery, pre-divorce. She needs love. She needs a damn hug, right? So this is about you beginning from a place of self-compassion so that you can take the best care of yourself. Because if you're beating yourself up, if you're crapping on yourself and getting down, I didn't do this. I can't believe I didn't do that. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I went for that candy bar. I'm a loser. I'm a failure. You can beat yourself up into uh, working out more and eating right for a little while. You can. You can make yourself feel so bad. Damn it, I'm just going to do this. You can do that, but that's not sustainable. And I'm a big believer in developing practices that are sustainable because this is a lifelong journey. This weight loss surgery thing you just did or about to do or did five years ago or 10 years ago, this is a lifelong journey. And which is another reason I don't support doing pouch resets, liquid diets, phase diets after you've had surgery. Well, you know, the first few months, of course, you follow the phase. But if you've regained and you want to do that, those are short term fixes They are not sustainable and they are a waste of your time. My opinion, my opinion. If your doctor or somebody else has told you to, your medical professional, do what they say. But in my opinion, 
If you're choosing to do it just because you've regained 15 pounds, waste of your time. You put that time into developing solid practices that you can adjust throughout your lifetime, not those short-term fixes. And beating yourself up and making yourself feel bad about yourself that you don't have enough willpower, so you're going to force yourself to go to the gym every day, you know, seven days a week, two hours a day. Yeah, you can do that for, hey, maybe even a couple weeks. Wow. But that's not sustainable. Start with self-compassion. Start with self-love. If you need to go to therapy, you go to therapy. And get clear on what was really going on in your life at that time. That that version of you, that you from however many years ago or a few months ago was going through a lot. And as a result of going through a lot and not knowing how to manage life and everything that was going on, this was the result. But now you know better. You have this amazing tool or you're about to have this amazing tool. And you can keep taking steps to take the best care of yourself. But I urge you, I encourage you, I plead with you to please begin with self-love, self-compassion, and self-acceptance if you really want to achieve your weight loss surgery goals and your life goals for that matter. Now, I want to, I'm going to sort of read it, talk about it, but is, okay, I I see it now. I wrote this blog post April 2013. It's about two years after I had weight loss surgery. And when I did a screenshot of that meme, I noted, hey, Mary, you know, you have that blog post that I think really really goes with what we're talking about here. So I'm going to read it to you and maybe interject a little, you know, if I have thoughts while I'm reading it to you. So it says, I'm asking this question as a result of Dove's latest ad, Camera Shy. At the beginning of Dove's video, and you can actually Google this um, this video, Camera Shy, Dove. At the beginning of Dove's video, we see women doing what we've all done and still do, hiding from a camera. As morbid obesity approached, Most of us did not go within 100 feet of a camera, unless we were taking the picture, right? So we watch these women and think, that's normal. It's what we all do. And then Dove asks the question, when did you stop thinking you're beautiful? And even though the video's music, uh, like peekaboo, is very whimsical, and the little girl near the end, the little girls are adorable, we can't help but feel a tinge of sadness for what Dove is telling us because we know it's true, right? That's when the emotion comes up, when we see something that we know is true. There was a time when we loved ourselves so much, we didn't give a thought to others' opinions about our beauty. Now, for many of us, that probably wasn't since we were kids. And possibly, and I know I have clients who didn't even feel beautiful as children because um, of adults around them who told them they weren't beautiful, okay? Um Some of us, maybe it happened in high school, in college, as young adults, middle age, whenever it was. But, you know, at that time, though, when we did feel like we were beautiful, if a camera was pointed in our direction, we posed, we smiled, we beamed. But somewhere along the line, that stopped. Dove tells us that nearly every woman has this reaction to the camera, thin or not. Dove says, we created camera shy to ask women why they hide from the camera as an adult, but loved the camera as a little girl. What happened along the way? 
you think about it, if, you know, for, for many of us, you think about the pictures when you're little and you're probably smiling, you're blowing out the birthday cake. I know there's a picture of me and I think I'm like in a leotard and I've got my hands up in the air. I mean, I'm not in a dance program. I'm just in the living room in my leotard and like, look at me. And Dove is inviting women to reflect on the point in their lives when they became their own worst beauty critics and encouraging them to be their own beautiful self. So in 2013, I asked myself, when did I stop thinking I was beautiful? So I can't say I have a specific date, but I have some memories. My childhood was similar to my adulthood in that I spent some years at a normal weight and many years overweight. Although as an adult, I also had years and years of morbid obesity. I recall studying pictures of myself when I was in the eighth grade, hating my thighs, my stomach, my arms. My friends were all thin. My sister was thin. I was not thin. I found a few pictures recently and shared them with my daughter, Grace, and I told her what I thought of myself back then. She said, mom, you're crazy. You were beautiful. And she was right. I was beautiful but I didn't see it then. Yeah, my thighs were larger than my best friend's, but I was also three inches taller than she was. I can see this now from this perspective as you know a middle-aged woman now, but I couldn't see it then. Those feelings continued through high school where I always felt like the biggest person in the group. I usually was the tallest and the biggest person. The next memory of not feeling beautiful was after I had my first son. I was wearing my hair in a short, like, no-fuss style. Seriously, my daughter saw those pictures recently. She goes, Mom, I'm like, I know. I know. What was I thinking? I looked like, it wasn't even the style. I don't think I even styled it. I thought, I'm a mom now. Cut your hair short. Make it no-fuss and take care of your child, and that's it. I mean, by the way, I had my son when I was 18. So what was I thinking? At 19, I looked like this. And I was still carrying around 50 extra pounds. So at 19, I thought I looked like a worn out middle-aged woman. Boy, what would I say now that I'm middle-aged? Well, all my friends looked exactly like they did the day we graduated from high school. I hated those pictures of myself. So this pattern continued, and it's no surprise that my photo memories always revolved around my body. What's sad is that I lost touch with why the photos were being taken. A birthday party for my mom, a soccer game with my sons, a dance recital for my daughter, a family reunion. I could never enjoy the moments in the pictures because I was only focused on hating the appearance of my body. Okay, so I'll ask you, when did you stop thinking you're beautiful? If you're preparing for weight loss surgery now or thinking about having it, I want you to brace yourself. Or if you've regained, if you're at a plateau, if you're thinking you're never gonna reach those goals, if you're thinking because I didn't reach goal weight, I'm not successful. I'm not beautiful. You, wherever you are in that part of your journey, whatever you're feeling, you are beautiful right now. All right. You are beautiful right now. And how I wish someone had spoken those words to me even a few years ago. And here's where I want to interject. I wish And this is, imagine you, remember we just talked about, you've got to make peace with the pre-surgery you, with the you maybe who has regained weight and tell that version of you, that you at that time, you are beautiful right now. I wish someone 
had said that to me then. I wish I knew enough to say that to myself then. I think I tried, but I don't think it ever stuck. I want it to stick for you because truly you are beautiful today, exactly as you are right now. There are so many beautiful things about you. There is Your friends tell you, your family tells you, and if they don't, if someone isn't telling you, you name them. You say them out loud. You write them down. All of the things that make you beautiful, beautifully you. Can you allow these words to sit with you? Can you please take it in? Please don't shut it out. Don't brush it off because you are beautiful. Again, it doesn't matter where you are in your weight loss surgery journey right now. In this very moment, right here today, you are beautiful. You are lovely. You are important and you are special. And you are worthy of love and belonging right here, right now, just as you are. Please take this in and hold it for a few moments or even longer if you can. We have all earned the description of beautiful because we are all beautiful. If this is your first episode of the Fresh Approach podcast, um, you won't be surprised when you listen to the other ones because while we do talk about the practical, we do talk about how to get in more water, what's getting in the way of that, and how to not let a change in your work schedule affect the way um, or let it completely derail you from your healthy eating plan, but how you need to adjust, adapt, and pivot. You'll hear me use that a lot. Um, We talk about the heart and the mindset shifts that need to precede that. Because without those, without taking care of our mental health, without loving on ourselves, without self-compassion, without self-respect, without taking care of ourselves from the inside out, we're never going to get to the out. Because I really believe that you can only bash yourself on the head or beat yourself up for so long to make yourself do things before it backfires or you just, or it gets worse or you regain or whatever it is, because you can't, that's not sustainable. That's not sustainable. What is sustainable is a practice of self-compassion and self-love and being at peace with oneself, being at peace with yourself. And that is a big component. Probably the biggest component of what we do here is talking about um, developing really that solid foundation so that you can then take the best care of yourself with all the fundamental bariatric surgery guidelines. But we've got to begin really from the inside out. All right. Again, if you're not in the Fresh Approach Facebook group, check episode notes. There is a link there to join. Again, there are three quick questions to answer. You've got to answer all three questions or you are not um, admitted into the group. Okay. That's how it works. And you can always email me if you have questions or comments. And I got so many nice comments from you all after the last podcast where it was pretty long. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much and Happy New Year to you too. And I know um, that the weight loss surgery journey can be a very personal one. And I know that's why sometimes you prefer to email me and that's totally fine. Mary at maryeclark.com. Um, you can also I'll put a link to my Facebook page too. Uh, for some reason, if you don't want to join a group, that's totally okay. Why don't you get on? I share a lot of the, the same things on my Facebook page. I mean, not everything, but some things on my Facebook page. So you can check that out. I'll put a link to that too. And um, I hope you're taking the best care of yourself. And I hope 
as you're taking the best care of yourself, that that means you're beginning with the inside. You're beginning with your heart, beginning with your heart. All right. And remember, you are beautiful. All right. Love, light, and grace to you.